episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate comments. Always greatly appreciate it. So, we are discussing the boys. Uh, there will be spoilers for any, or not the boys. We're discussing Gen V. See, there we are already. We're discussing Gen V. And there will be spoilers for anything um, related to Gen V, meaning there could be potential spoilers for the boys. Uh, so just throwing that out there. So this is clearly a spinoff of the boys. Uh, this is hitting a younger uh, target audience, I would think is what they're trying to do. But also just in general, the age range is younger when we look at our cast. So this takes place with college aged kids uh, and so you all know, if you listen, that I love me some like angsty, either angsty teen, young adult, whatever, because you know that's where the drama is. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. I have discussed the boys before, so if you want to know what I had to say about the boys, you can go and check that out. I will try to remember to link to it in the uh, description of the show. But... The boys, and I'm pretty sure I've said it previously, is really, really bloody. I get a little squeamish sometimes, so half the time I feel like I'm watching that show with my eyes closed. And so going into Gen V, I'm expecting that same level of just violence and unnecessary violence. There's still unnecessary unnecessary um, violence, although I do feel like this wasn't as much as what we may see in the boys. So... That was nice to see, but I did still feel like I have my hands over my eyes or at least in expectation of something traumatic for me happening that I didn't want to see. So that was something that uh, stu stood out to me. Even like one of the scenes that probably could have been really bloody was the scene with Sam, who's like probably one of the more violent of the kids in he one of his um episodes happens and they're all puppets so i was like oh that's a great way of kind of trying to reduce the amount of bloodshed we see on the screen which is again it's like oh i think they're targeting a younger audience but i don't know that still depending on how old they are i will let my kids watch this because it's still rated tvma so it's very, 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 very violent. But anyway, if you're listening to me, you probably are like of not thinking about, oh, kids or whatever. So this stars quite a few people, familiar faces, some faces who we've talked about in other shows specifically because, you know, they like to group a lot of people from similar shows together in some of these things probably not on purpose but I find that the things that I've been watching lately I've been seeing a lot of like crossover from other shows this one being one of them so we have Jazz Sinclair and Chance Perdomo who were both in the Chilling Avenger Avengers <laughs> the Chilling Avengers of Sabrina which I also discussed and you can go and check that out I'm not going to link it but you can go and search that if you want to hear what I had to say about that all three seasons of that um so those are familiar faces and kind of kind of I would say our main main uh folks 
at least for specifically uh, Marie, Andre as well, um, as far as when you look at like the focus of it, I, initially it doesn't feel that way for Andre specifically until after we see, um, they have Golden Boy. Oh my gosh, what is Golden Boy's real name? Actually, you all know I took notes, so I wrote all these kids' names down. Luke, and I crossed him out because he died. <laughs> um, that's not funny that he died, but I'm just saying. Preparing myself for when I come to talk about this. Uh, so we, it seems like it's going to be focused around like Marie, Luke, mainly until Luke dies. And then it's still focused on Luke's brother, Sam, but it seems like our main, main of the group is Marie and, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Andre. And so we kind of feel that we kind of go in that direction. And then as far as everyone else, I'm not too familiar with them. Um, or have I haven't seen them in anything else. We have our other characters. So Lizzie Broadway plays Emma. Maddie Phillips plays Kate. London Thor plays Jordan. Derek Liu plays Jordan. Uh, Asa Germain plays Sam. And then, oh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, like, duh, I've seen him. <laughs> he plays Luke, a.k.a. Golden Boy. Uh, which is also surprising that he ends up dead pretty early on, even though we do see him in like some flashback moments and then when he's in Sam's head. But you're like, oh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, we'll see him for a while. But no, he, he dies pretty, pretty quickly on. Um, so those are all the kids. And then as far as how, because I, I wrote, I was like, because we want to keep this succinct, so I do have some things I want to hit on. The violence, the love stories, if you will, because I don't really think they're love stories. The, the relationships, let's say, and then the camaraderie, because you all know when we talk about, like, these things and there's a group, then we have to talk about how the group feels as a whole and how I felt about it. Uh, but there were eight episodes of this. Initially, it seemed short to me. I was like, oh wait, eight episodes, they were, were released week to week. You all know me and how I feel about week to week releases. So I do let, I did let them, um, I did watch every other week. So I would have at least two episodes to watch. Uh, just because I was like week to week, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forget things. So I did watch every other week. So I had at least two episodes to watch. Uh, the last Although I, I'm pretty sure the last three episodes I, I watched all at once because I kind of got behind a little bit. Um, but there were eight episodes which is similar to The Boys. Um, there's been two seasons of The Boys. So The Boys also dropped uh, eight episodes, which, which is why I was like, oh, wait, this is the finale. Because, you know, Amazon's like, watch the finale of uh, the season's finale of Gen V. And I was like, wait, it's the finale already? And so then I had to go back and look at the boys and the boys also with eight episodes. But you all know, I won't complain about a short season of TV. You know, that's my favorite thing. Um, and eight episodes is like, you, you gotta get it in, keep the story moving. Uh, so I wasn't mad at that. Um, but initially we're introduced to Marie. We find out that she had, her powers is pretty much in her blood because, and this is why it's like, there's going to be spoilers of the boys potentially. I don't think that you need to watch the boys necessarily to watch Gen V. 
Because I was reading an article um, and the showrunner was saying how they were seeing that a lot of people who, had, who hadn't watched The Boys ended up watching Gen V. My sister does not watch The Boys and she attempted to watch Gen V. Uh, I don't know if she finished it because she was having some other issues around watching it. <laughs> but uh, she did watch that and didn't watch the, or did attempt to watch it and didn't watch The Boys. So I don't think that you necessarily need to. I do think when you start to see for the most part, there aren't a lot of cameos. There are a couple of people from the boys who show up uh, in there. So I think it does help to lend some context around who those people are. And then, of course, in the end, when we see um, uh, Homelander show up, then that that is, to me, feels like the biggest tie-in <laughs> to the boys at the end. And there's, there's mixed responses to that. And I do want to talk about that a little bit as well like how did we feel about that moment because it kind of sets us up come to find out uh it's setting us up for season three of the boys and not necessarily season two of gen v and then season three of the boys will set us up for season two of gen v we're going to talk about that too <laughs> before we get there so marie she her powers and her blood we see that she um accidentally kills her parents you know what tragic heroine story doesn't start with some type of uh domestic trauma and in her case is her killing her parents and having to live with that and feeling guilty about that and wanting to become a better person and having this whole idea because you know the thing that the boys uh always toys with is this idea of a hero and here the heroes and the boys aren't how we have always perceived a hero to be they're really, it's really like capitalism and <laughs> evilness and all that stuff wrapped into a box to appear like heroism, but really it's not. And so we get to see Marie come to that realization throughout this because again, it's all, it's all related. Uh, these superheroes go to uh, Godokan and Godokan University and then usually they get poached and this is all sitting under vault, which is like the big bad uh, person, the big bad company kind of hovering over everything. They're the ones who created Compound V, which a lot of these kids were given as kids um, or as babies or small children from their parents. And so what has happened is we've created a bunch of uh, super powered people unnecessarily because of comp compound V. And so now they're at the school and they're trying to figure out who they are and the kids are ranked against each other. You wanna talk about pressure, be a teenager slash young adult because like you're going into your early twenties um, when you're in university, like starting off as a teenager and then hopefully by the time you leave, you're in your early twenties. <laughs> but talk about pressure, not only are you in this very heightened um, experience as someone who usually when you're going to college, this is like your first time being on your own. And now you have all this pressure. They don't have the traditional pressure of just performing in school and being good and being good at sports and like all the other stuff. No, they have the pressure, which I did like how they layered in, um, social media into this, uh, story, but, or into like how everything, plays out because we are in the age of social media but not only do they have a the pressure of just being in school but they have this external pressure be it social media be it um 
celebrity and all of that. And then the overarching being the ranking. So they're being ranked against their peers and those rankings are being published worldwide for everyone to see. And depending on where they fall in the rankings is how big or how big their celebrity rises. That's a lot of pressure for for a kid. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I don't know that that's what I would want. So uh, I thought that that was an interesting way to um, layer in all the things kind of that are happening in the real world. <laughs> uh, but like putting it in and turning a, a I don't want to use the word universe because I feel like we are kind of world building a, a, a little bit. But take the boys universe <laughs> and placing it in a college environment like in in this time of day time of age age of time of age I don't know you all know what I'm saying in this point of time and layering it on with like the social media all of that stuff it was very interesting I think that that's what made at least for me Gen V seem a little bit more um interesting <laughs> than the boys because in the boys it seems very much so like they're just trying to take down vault in general. There's a very big, uh, I don't want to say vendetta, but it's kind of like a personal goal of Butcher to like bring it all down, especially one after Homelander. And so that's just the, the central story, it seems like, even though there's all these other stories that surround it of the boys and you kind of, everything kind of gets sucked into that. Whereas in this, we kind of get to still be in our world, but take a step back on the periphery and be like, oh wait, this is where, <laughs> these are these are how these kids are showing up. Like, yeah, they get to be kids, but they're also still assholes. And then you just layer on like school and all that stuff. And it just makes it a little bit more exciting for me personally, because you all know I love these types of, these types of um, settings for shows, because it's just more, more, fun drama <laughs> that makes sense and so uh I thought that, that was interesting so Marie shows up there and she's just like so much hope so much optimism and by the end of it we get to see how that changes and transforms where uh she's coming in as a freshman uh kind of wool over her eyes in a way um thinking like, oh, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to work towards being this hero that I want my sister to see me as because her sister um, was there when she killed her parents. So everything she's doing is kind of in trying to prove that she is a good person um, for her sister, wherever her sister may be. And we kind of get to see her navigate <laughs> the, the various different... Um, not perspectives, but challenges of walking into something that's essentially being driven by um, something bigger than I don't even think that she understands fully. I don't think the kids, the kids in general, fully understand what it is that they've gotten themselves into. I think when you look at the old, so the older kids being Andre and Kate and um, Luke. And even Jordan, like they've been there for a minute. They've been playing this game. They've been trying to be the highest ranked. They've gotten to feel that celebrity. Uh, they understand the politics of it all at a certain extent, but they're still kind of in a sheltered 
environment. And so I still think that there's some naivety there that they don't quite understand the bigger picture. And so I think Luke dying early on, killing himself, and then it's starting them, starting them off on this trajectory of, okay, what is going on? Why did Luke first kill their, their professor, uh, who they all, for the most part, give or take, depending on who you're talking about, respected on some level, even Luke, uh, it seemed like had a very close relationship with, and then he kills them and then kills himself. And then there's this kid who shows up talking about the woods and it all is tying back to the woods. And so you kind of get to see them peel back the layers a little bit, but even by the end of it, even when they see, um, how Caden's involved in everything and Kate was very interesting because you, she's one of those people where she was being, um, I don't want to say dumbed down. I also call, I call her a sleeper villain. <laughs> By the time we get to uh, the final episode, I was like, not Kate being a, a sleeper villain. Uh, but we see it a little bit when she ends up killing or like her relationship with, uh, Shetty and, it's like clearly, obviously, Shetty has an ulterior motive. But again, you're talking about like people who may not be thinking at the level of like, why is this lady so heavily invested in me and is constantly trying to keep me calm or in a way where she can have some level of control over me? You see her kind of break out of that by the end of it because, I mean, she does end up killing her. Um, but even still, and I think Kate because she's a little bit more exposed to the politics of things and the inner workings a little bit more because she had been involved with Shetty throughout like everything that's going on in the woods and testing all of that. I can't remember. I don't think she really, she didn't know about the virus and the virus and Shetty wanted to be, the virus to be airborne and to like wipe out all of um, the super powered people. But like, even at that level, she kind of has some ideas. So I think of all the kids, she probably has the most awareness of the inner workings and of everything that's going on, just based on her proximity to it. But for everyone else, even Andre, with his father being, um, like him having to follow in the footsteps of his father, his father being heavily involved in the school. I think his father was on the board or something like that. He had like a very prominent uh, position I don't even think Andre understood because when he found out that his father knew about the woods or his father was trying to warn him to stay or to stay out of it and not try to search it, he still <laughs> was running around trying to find answers and acted like he was a little bit oblivious. I I think what happens with the kids at the end, I know I'm jumping around a little bit um, and that's okay. I think when the kids have the encounter with Homelander and they wake up in the room where they're essentially all in the same room, they're locked uh, up together. Or let's say, because locked up makes it seem like they're like under or something like that. But they're <sighs> trapped, not trapped. They have them held in a room. <laughs> and they cannot willingly or voluntarily leave. I think that that may be the turning point that they started, I think um, that they started to understand some of the inner work workings at play. And Marie, I think, is maybe a little bit, Marie and Andre, I think maybe a little bit um, ahead 
Marie maybe even a little bit more so because you kind of see her come to a realization of, oh, wait, oh, wait. Like you see her like even more so becoming aware of, oh, this is all this is all BS. <laughs> and these this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, but I, the reason why I say I think that they are even more so going to find out because the way we end things and we all watch this. So you all know, like, I'm not going to go play by play, see episode by episode of everything that happened. But essentially, they go, the kids try to save Sam because he's Luke's brother. And they're trying to figure out what's going on with the woods. And then once they find out, like, Sam's a little bit unhinged in that you can't really control him. But there is, like, a softness in there. And you see uh, Emma trying to connect with him. Uh, you see them, when we talk about relationships, this is, which is one of the things on my list to talk about, you see him, um, or you see her trying to, or you see her connecting with him just on like a human level. And she's kind of a little bit, I don't want to say been a loner, but like there's a lot that she's been dealing with related to her um, powers, how she, how she navigates her powers, her relationship with her mom, uh her relationship with people in general and how people see her. And so she's kind of like one of those people who's a little bit on their own where you can see wh why she would want to make a connection with someone um, if she thinks that there's a genuine connection there. And so she does make a connection with Sam, which was pretty obvious that that's where they were going to go with that. Um, and you see them get close and she seems to be the only one who can kind of help keep them calm. But you see him kind of fighting it because Sam's been trapped for a long time. He's been prodded. He's been tested on. Like they've done, they've done, they've done everything to Sam. And so of course he has some resentment there. And so when Kate flips shit <laughs> and literally, I wrote before I right before I wrote. Not Kate being the sleeper villain, or Kate is unhinged. And I don't want to belittle her or bring her down to the level of just being unhinged because there's way much more there um, and way and many more layers there just based on uh, how she comes to be, who she is. Which I think they did a good job. When I think about the characters overall, I think just making you connect with each one on for different reasons, I think they did a really good job of even with Kate even though she becomes like, ah, y'all might want to run <laughs> or like take her out uh, towards the end of it. Like you can relate to her story a little bit um, just based on she feels rejected from her family. And she talked about that early on, even when she talks to Marie and Marie opens up to her about her parents. Um, and she talks about her brother. Like she's been rejected by her parents. Um because they're scared of her and then they find out that she's in or that's when she's introduced to Shetty and she becomes uh Shetty kind of Shetty kind of becomes another parent for her in a way so I feel like her story is it's a tragic story overall like all their stories are tragic in a way well mainly Marie and Kate Luke and Sam Emma I mean okay maybe all of them <laughs> even Andre at the end when we find out that his powers his, him and his father's powers are literally killing them. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we just gonna take you just gonna take us out with all of them. But um, so I think it was is easy to relate to her and feel sympathy for her, which is why I'm like, I don't want to belittle every her like 
becoming who she becomes in the end to just being unhinged. But <laughs> when she does, um, and she's and she lets everyone out of the woods. And part of it is like how much of it is her kind of adjusting to using her powers as much as she's been using them because Shuddy has kept it kind of under wraps for so long. Because uh, it literally looks like at any at any moment, like her head's going to explode or she's going to pass out or whatever. But she holds through <laughs> until the end of it all. But you can't fault uh, Sam for essentially being like, I thought... Be I know we're again we're jumping a little bit. I thought it was fun to see him have like a moment to actually be a kid when the when he was in um, Emma and Marie's room and she's like, "Don't go anywhere. I'm getting you food. Like no one can see you." And you can kind of see from her perspective, like they've been through a lot. She knows they're looking for him. She doesn't know what's gonna happen if he gets snatched up, and so she's more on a protective mode. Whereas Sam is just like, I don't know what's gonna like. It's like when you haven't been in. When you haven't been exposed to a lot of like light and noise and sounds and all that stuff, and then you walk outside and it's all this noise and light and sounds, and it's sort of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what is that? What is that? What is that? So he's kind of a little bit like that. And so I thought that, that was um, cute when he, or a fun moment when he got to be a kid for a little bit uh, and hang out uh, with everyone else. But the whole time I was like, oh my gosh, I hope he doesn't just flip and murder everybody <laughs> because you never know but uh so going back to to him in the end being like kind of struggling with oh do I follow Kate and get revenge for everything that's happened to me after she lets everyone out of the woods and like clearly these people were in there for a reason <laughs> for a reason because they came out like no questions asked are you a student no dead immediately no questions asked just take people out <laughs> do you have powers yes no no dead <laughs> i was just like oh my gosh um so him battling with that and then a, a, and then you see uh Emma show up again and try to one more time like bring him down talk him down make him see hey you're not this evil person you're actually a good person you can be good you don't have to succumb to being bad like I know who you are really and then him being like going to uh Kay and being like just she's like do you want me to erase your memories which I thought he was gonna say no just going back to earlier when he literally tried to kill her because he she was the one who was messing with his head and making him believe that all these things about like his brother and all this other stuff, like he knew that that was her. And so the fact that in the end, when she's like, oh, do you want me to take it away or whatever? And he's like, yes. I was like, oh my gosh. But um, yeah, so that was that. What else? Oh, we got to see Jordan. So Jordan, non-binary, we got to see, which non-binary non in that Jordan's powers they're a female representation and then a, a male representation of themselves. And I thought that that was an interesting, an interesting power. Also, but that that's not even just part, like that's that, but then also they're super strong. But I don't know, I thought that was an interesting power. And then getting to see 
because when Jordan or when Marie first meets Jordan, there's a lot of resistance there. Jordan is very competitive, wants to be number one. They're just like <laughs> not taking any prisoners. And I believe when we meet them, they're number two and Luke is number one. And essentially uh, the professor, which, what is his name? I need to go back to the top. Cause it's written in here somewhere. But no. Luke is hearing from the forest kids and Luke goes batshit and kills himself. Brinks. <laughs> you guys guys got to hear me talk like read my notes in my head. But anyway, so Brinks, uh Jordan was Jordan saw Brinks as kind of like a father figure because we do get to meet Jordan's parents briefly a little later on and we see especially their father is just like I want you he literally says to Jordan um I want you to be my son like I don't want you to change all the other stuff so you know that there's some stuff there I think there's a little bit more to explore with Jordan I don't think that we full we fully gotten to see all the many layers of Jordan Jordan's just kind of been there uh we got to see a little bit but I think there was more there to see and explore and I think having Jordan and Marie have a relationship I just I just think there's there's more there's more there that I think that we can do especially when we look at everyone else's stories like we went deep into Mary Marie, Mary we went deep into Marie we went deep into uh Andre I think there's still a little bit more we can do Andre as well because I the fact that they didn't explore in the granted it's only eight episodes there was already a lot going on um, which is why I say it feels like Andre and Marie are like the mains, but Andre kind of story kind of plays a periphery to everything. Um, and it seems like I just wanted more from Andre and we do need to see a little bit of the, his dynamic with his father, but I don't know. There's like, there's just an internal struggle there with Andre that I don't think that we fully really gotten into. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what was I saying? Yeah, Jordan, very, very interesting. I think there's more that we can see there as far as Jordan is concerned. But then I think we started to talk about the dynamic of all the kids. We never really got to see a full-on group showdown moment. We kind of see, we the only group fighting we get to see is the moment where they go up against... Sam, when Sam shows up at the doctor's house and is about to kill him and his family, we get to see it a little bit, but then uh, everything goes dark and then they wake up, they don't remember anything because Kate got in their heads and took away the memories, which was really effed up. Uh, but outside of that, the only people we really get to see kind of fight together is Marie and Andre, which goes back against, like, it feels, Marie is like, duh. But also Andre, like, they're really supposed to be like the main mains, but he's like, playing this periphery role in a, in a way. Uh, and then also Jordan. So we get to see them, but never together. It's kind of like one is fighting and then it kind of gets tossed to another person. I don't know, you all know I love group moments. I love friend moments. I just love those moments, so I want, I want to see it all. And I'm not sure how we get there because it kind of feels like, in a way, they're not really a team, but it feels like 
they're trying to have team moments, but they're not fully having team moments. Just talking about the fighting, but then also in being friends, the whole friend group dynamic is still, it still feels like they're trying to fill each other out a little bit. Like you haven't really truly gotten to that camaraderie that I want to see. We we're talking about a group of people who are supposed to be friends. Again, I think where we end up in the end, and I don't know what's going to happen to the boys and what it's going to set up set us up for when we come back to in season two for Gen V. But it just seems like the end kind of set sets it up for them to lean even more so on each other, uh, specifically Marie, Andre, Jordan, and Emma, because Homelander shows up in the end. Let's talk about this. Homelander shows up. In the end, everything's going to shit. People, the, the kids from the woods, literally taking all the faculty out. No questions asked. No one there to answer them. <laughs> and so, um, what is her name? Did I write her name down? But oh, girl who's like in PR from the boys. I don't think that I wrote her name down. But she is freaking out. And it is like, uh, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. They're trying to get up off, off the campus. And it just seems like a situation where the kids should be able, because they're, like, they're all super powered in some way, start to take some of them out. They start to take, they start to, in the end, you see uh, Marie start to use, because like, girl, your power is blood. <laughs> and you start to see her start to like take some of them out. Um, and they start to work together a little bit to try to get the, um, the uh, the adults off the campus. But then it's finally we get to see a showdown between uh, Kate and Marie. It's kind of like Kate Marie, Andre's there and Kate blows off, not blows off, but uh, Marie takes off Kate's hand. So she lost her hand because you know she controls everyone with her hands. But literally we're at the 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 height of the showdown and then homelander shows up i'm not gonna lie i felt a little bit kind of a way about it because if you watch things that have like multiple shows spinoffs and da 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 i think a real easy one to go to or to reference is like marvel or dc even the cw uh dc dc shows so many shows and it's always like, who's the most powerful person? Uh, and if you think about it, like, there's always these individual stories and individual stories, those people in individual stories have to figure out how to get themselves out of whatever it is that they found themselves in and become victorious by the end of it. And no one ever swoops in to save the day. And so Homelander showing up to save the day in a way, because he doesn't really, I think there's a lot of questions about what actually happened. <laughs> But Homelander showing up was just like, it takes you out of that moment because so much is happening at that moment with the kids. And then Homelander just shows up and he says something. What did, did I write it down? Uh, Homelander arrives. He asked Marie, what kind of animal is she? Does she attack her own or does she attack her own? And then all of a sudden there's just like a bright light. And then the kids wake up in a room and then on the TV, they've spun the story where, uh, they're calling it a massacre. They pin the massacre on the four who are named who are in the room, Marie, Andre, Emma, and Jordan. And they are painting Sam and Kate as the heroes. Uh, and uh, I should have saw this earlier. They're in a doorless room. 
And so it's just like, I have so many questions. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and also, like, how does Homelander just swoop in? Ask a random, because it looks like Marie maybe is attacking Kate, but also Kate looks unhinged in that moment. Bloodshot eyes look like her head is about to spin off her body. Literally looks insane. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm gonna go for the girl who looks like she's saving everybody. And then they end up the ones taking the fall fall for it. So I don't know, Homelander showing up. It just it just had me not feeling like, I felt a little bit like, ugh, 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 ugh. I don't know, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, uh, but whatever. Whatever, they're trying to set us up for The Boys season three, whatever. I personally, issues, I had issues. But when we uh, think about Sam and Kate being painted as the heroes, I literally wrote, what is the purpose of making them heroes? They cannot be controlled, cannot be controlled. Kate out here controlling everybody, taking memories, taking people out, having full on mutiny happening. Why, why, why are we painting her as a hero? But then I have to go back and be like, this is the boys they take literally the worst of the worst and paint them as these heroes, even though they're not. Even if you think about what happened with Luke earlier on, which we didn't really spend a lot of time on when he killed himself, Marie gets swooped into it, even though she was running for her life the entire time, which she probably could have took him out, but she was running for her life the entire time. And Jordan was the one who helped, uh, save the day in a way before Luke killed himself. Um, and they end up painting Marie as the hero and then she becomes number two, Andre becomes number one and then Jordan falls down and Jordan goes to Marie like, hey, can you tell the truth? Can you tell the truth? I'm the one who really, like I was a part of everything. I helped to essentially stop Luke. And then of course we see how that plays out. But I don't know, it just goes back to them it being like, do good people win in this show? Because <laughs> honestly, it doesn't feel like they do. And I just don't understand, like, how do you make people, or, oh, this just came to me, or is it that Kate got into their heads and made them think something different and that's why they are where they are? <sighs> so many questions. But also, because I want to wrap this up. So we talked about the violence. We talked about the relationships. We talked about the camaraderie. Uh, let's talk a little bit about season two slash season three of the boys. So we see Shetty talking to, I didn't write her name down, but from the boys, the one who helps Butcher, is, I think she's in the government or whatever, um, and is trying to like take down Vault. We see her talk to her and tell her that she has um, a virus that essentially will take out, literally literally kill, she wants it to be airborne and literally will kill everyone who has um, camp compound V in their system. And uh, old girl looks at her and is like, girl, are you trying to die? Do you have a death wish? Get rid of it. You never talked about this. You never saw me. But she goes and tells uh, Butcher and then uh, tells him to keep an eye on her. But we know like the kids showed up and, or the kids escaped. I'm pretty, or they escaped, but uh, someone showed up. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Uh, someone showed up and got the virus before like things went to hell. Oh no, 
he gave the virus to the doctor. Let me go back to my notes. This is why we take notes because we be forgetting um, Newman. So Newman shows up. So Newman has, so Marie's powers are similar to Newman in that Newman's able to manipulate people's blood and can kill them with it or can manipulate blood in general and can kill them with it. And so her and Marie have the same um, power, kind of find out Newman is the one who helped to get Marie into the school because they have a similar story and she relates to her. And of course, uh, Marie tells Newman everything about the virus or whatever. And so, uh, Newman goes to Cardosa. Cardosa gives her the virus and she's like, you're the only one who can create it. And he's like, yes. And then of course she kills him because duh, like, I don't know why he thought he was going to walk away alive, but <laughs> She kills them. She has the virus. So now, uh, essentially Vault has the virus. And so when Butcher shows up to get the virus, it's already gone. So I believe that's like the big setup for season three is like, what's going to happen with this virus? Is it going to get out or more people going to die? I'm assuming that will play a big part into the boys. And so it's kind of hard to talk about what, what a season two of Gen V looks like because it based on uh, the article that I read, uh, it sounds like it will be dependent on what happens in season three of, of the boys, but they did have a writer's room before, like they went on strike where they started to put out like high level ideas. Um, but we know at least the strike for the writers ended. And so they're starting to get back into the writer's room, but the strike for the actors is still going on. Uh, not sure when that is going to be resolved. Um, but it's, it's been interesting because I, I was literally sitting here and I was like, oh my gosh, it's November. And I don't think that I'm watching anything on network TV, which is also why it's been a little bit <laughs> slow. But I'm just like, I don't think I'm watching anything on network TV. I was like, usually I would be watching something by now. I think the only thing I'm watching is like the rational, the rational, the irrational or something like that. But that's not something I'm going to talk about uh, that's just me watching it because there's nothing else to watch but even when I think about the CW I believe they they film those like a couple of months out at least when I think about uh when they announce like they wrap to to when the actual finale happens so it's going to be interesting to see when this does get resolved how because we're always already seeing the impact so it'll be interesting to see how big the impact is because I'm it's going to be big it's going to be big <laughs> um but yeah so there's that boys continuation writer's room I think that's everything yeah I talked about homelander showing up versus letting the kids figure it out on their own would have preferred the latter um we talked about violence relationships camaraderie <laughs> I just like saying that and we hit on all the kids. Who was Justine? I wrote her name in my list of kids' names. But, oh, that was like the little mean girl who didn't really. Who was kind of like there and we didn't really need her. <laughs> if we're being completely honest. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I have. So that was Gen V Season 1. Again, enjoy the show. It will be interesting to see. Uh, what happens in season two and kind of how things start to unfold. Uh, I think one of the other questions really quickly is 
around once you start to have like spinoffs and things like that and you start the world starts to get bigger is it a good idea for things to be dependent on each other as in meaning having season one of gen v set up season three of boys and then season three of boys set up season two of gen v because as i said earlier you can come into gen v and you didn't really have to watch the boys but now it feels like maybe you sort of kind of have to watch um at least the previous the season right before the next season in order to kind of get a grounding for what's happening like is that a good idea is it a bad idea i don't know that i have a thought about it strongly one way or the other because again I wa I'm a Marvel girl I watch <laughs> I watch all the Marvel stuff I watch all the DC stuff I love so I love a big a big universe of things but I can see how it can get exhausting especially the bigger that it gets I think if it stays contained to just the boys within Gen V which I'm not sure how many more seasons of the boys we actually would get if we're being realistic then I think it's fine but yeah, that's all I have on Gen V. I don't know what you all thought about uh, season one of Gen V. Did it give you all the things you wanted it to give? Uh, what do you think about going into season three of The Boys? What do you want to see in season two of Gen V? Did you like the characters? What did you like? What didn't you like? What do you want to see more of? Who do you want to see more of? Let me know all the things and I will talk to you all in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Binging on Instagram and at Current Binge on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.